come on, Wilfred Boney. Score for Swansea. Okay. Welcome back to the ninth episode of the Premier League podcast. Today we're Funny recapping what? the fourth week of Funded. the Premier League. Tell me, you forget our name. Dude, Premier League. You oh, said the uh, Premier League podcast. Yeah, okay. Well, Dude doesn't I, even know the name to our own I'm sorry, podcast. I wanted to start, but you guys keep saying it, so I figured I'd just start. And of course, I start and fuck up. So there we go. Uh, welcome back to the 11th episode of the NFL. Oh, not again. Okay. Welcome back to week three of the NFL Welcome back to week three of cricket. I'm Stephen A, and this is oh, <laughs> and this is Max Kellerman. Yes. Oh, you would be Max Kellerman. No, you're more a Skip Bayless kind of guy. Welcome you're back, Skip Bayless kind of guy. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the ninth episode of the Pundits Podcast. Today we're recapping the fourth week of the Premier League and all the wild action from it. It was a crazy weekend that gave us some very, very interesting results that some of our pundits are very happy about, or maybe not happy about. So. We're going to be recapping a lot of controversy. We're here with Eric, Nick, Hello. Thomas, Hello. and Sam. Yeah. Today we're Stop going to be discussing all the games, biggest surprises, and we're going to spend a lot of time discussing that Tottenham-Manchester United uh, game and what we think about that. So, to start. So, first game of the weekend, that Chelsea Palace game ended 4-0 to Chelsea. Anyone have any, anything to say about that? Chelsea are... Finally figuring things out. Ben Chilwell was an absolute steal of a signing. Goal and assist and a clean sheet. Shout out Ben Chilwell. Fantasy Premier League. I was really hoping Werner would score this one, but unfortunately not. Still waiting for the Premier League. Anyway, Chelsea's definitely looking a little bit better than they have in the last four weeks, so hopefully that form continues. For a team that looks that good, they should be playing way better than they have. Moving on to the next game, Everton versus Brighton. James Rodriguez brace. This was a good game. Everton are continuing their insane form. Calvert Lewin had another goal. What is that? Six now, I think. Six now on the season. Jeez. Anyone else? Anyone have any anything to say on this one? Besides, no. James Rodriguez, yeah. hell of a signing. Calvert Lewin just shows he's on fire and good win for yeah. good win for Everton. Everton. I really, yeah, I think. Ancelotti people were kind of like it's impressive just like not suspicious but thought it mm-hmm. wasn't gonna go as it mm-hmm. should have after the restart last year but I think like we said at the beginning he got his signings in they're full steam ahead so it... I've been very impressed at how quickly Everton has uh brought it all together I think Ooh, that goes still a lot towards the manager oh Lamptey Lamptey cold I I genuinely think genuinely think Everton could make Champions League this year. Yeah, no, I think it could too. I mean, they're yeah. undefeated. Didn't you That's shit on crazy. them at the beginning of the year? I said they would make no, six plays. I thought it was going to be Europa League. Yeah, he Tom at least had them for Tom Europe soccer, so That's something. But I would, if I could go back and change it, I would probably put them in fourth. Uh, maybe even higher oh, than there's fourth. There's a lot of things I change about my Oh, prediction. I had them in seventh. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I, too. Hey, <laughs> I don't think anybody could have predicted how the oh, Premier League is no, going this year. All. Okay, this next game, yeah, this boy. next game, we talked about all it last right. week as our possible upsets, and it really didn't, didn't disappoint. Leeds versus Manchester City. We were saying that Leeds had a chance to win it, and they certainly looked like they did too. But uh, they put up a fight and ended 1 1, thankfully for City, but. Leeds is looking good. 
Very good. So yeah, this game should not have been one one. Yeah, this could have been like four four five five. Was it, it like, like that? Just back and forth. The attacking yeah, on both crazy. sides. It's back and forth. Just crazy. Leeds oh, yeah. is another team. Really, really, really good. Quite honestly, would make <laughs> Europa League if not Champions League. I had them in tenth. Okay, I will. will mm. I will say this though, Nick. I don't think you would have had them in tenth if I didn't. If I didn't put them in like ninth. I had them in tenth originally, I had and then you guys had them a little lower. Yeah. No, I've always, I always had okay. them in tenth. Okay, I think. okay. I don't think I changed mine. Okay, game after Leeds, Man City, Newcastle, Burnley. Newcastle won that three to one. Newcastle looks pretty good. It was a good game. The Callum Wilson show over at Newcastle. Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maximine. Yeah, there you go. Alan St. Maximine. Arsenal, Sheffield. Good win for Arsenal. Pepe finally scored this year in the Premier League. I always love seeing Pepe score. Oh yeah, it was a beautiful finish. I just he needs he needs to do that more often. I mean, it was a Pepe kind of goal. Dude dribbled straight down the side, just slotted it in. But I need to see I need to see that more, considering how much Arsenal spent on him. He's got oh the yeah, talent. you can see the talent just for sure. I know. I think he needs mm-hmm. to start. That's just me personally. I'm trying to get a William Alba and a Pepe up top. I think that would work really well. I that would agree. party too. Who knows? I'm surprised they didn't sell. Yeah, Laka, I know. I to be honest. I didn't know if anything was going to happen there, but who knows? Maybe they have. Yeah, maybe, maybe they January. have for January. That's what I was about to say. But yeah, Arsenal mm-hmm. finished that game two-one. Good win. Third win in the last four games for the Gunners. So looking good there. Yeah. Next game was honestly a surprise. Did anyone watch this one? Leicester versus West Ham. Yes. No, I watched part of it. Uh, yeah, I I didn't, but I the surprise was. Or there's always surprising for me. Yeah, Leicester just didn't look good. Um, all I'm saying, two games. Moyes was not, not there again, yeah. if I'm correct, right? <laughs> no Moyes for two games. That's Maybe what I'm saying. Behind a TV, man. Homie's he's still coaching, like he's still calling the shots, but he's at home doing it from a freaking tablet. Uh, so maybe that's the wave. Declan Rice had a phenomenal run and then banged it off the crossbar. Maybe goal of the season could have been Declan there. Rice he had a nice little good. run there. Uh, Jared Bowen, that's his first name, right? Again, then he got, I believe, he got that's my guy. Whole City <laughs> only produces stars. Robertson, McGuire's not a star. Even though he's kind of shit. Even though he's kind of shit. Jared Bowen, cold. Don't forget about David Myler, the best FIFA streamer. You think McGuire should still be a whole? Actually, yeah. Castro. Yeah. But, okay. I don't know if hold stardom. Yeah, yeah probably. probably not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Okay, moving on, moving on. Southampton <laughs> versus West Brom. Southampton win 2-0. Anything anyone? I was never going to watch that yeah, game. This is what we honest. expect. This is what we expect. Uh Romeo scored a beaut of a ball, I won't lie. But yeah, no, oh, this keep is just keep going, keep going. What Eric? I was just saying, this is what we expect out of Southampton. Like, they're not ridiculous, but they're yeah. solid mid-table teams. So they need to be able to yeah. pick up points against especially after losing Point Break mm-hmm. too. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, uh, whoever the other—I don't know how to pronounce his name—is Musa Djapino or something like that. He had a real Japano. Yeah, he had a really nice goal. Yeah, something like that. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. He's very good as well, and he's young. Okay, Wolves yeah. bounced back from their loss last week to a 1-0 win versus Fulham. Should they be winning by more? 
Yeah. Yes. Especially with uh, someone at striker like with as much quality. As uh, yeah, I was gonna say when you look at them on paper, well, they should be beating four. that yeah, Fulham team that three nil. Yeah. Oh, at least. At least. Yeah. Three four. Oh, yeah. How about uh, Fulham with two Americans in the starting line? I love to see that. I love seeing more American players Tim overseas, especially in England. The development that that'll bring to the United States or men's national team is imperative. The development of it. Um, quick shout out. This doesn't have to do with the prem, but to Gio Reyna for getting a hat trick, so a hat trick of assists this weekend for Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think he was the first first uh, American to have three assists or most assists by an American. Just straight up most assists by an yep. American in Bundesliga history. Yeah, which is crazy because Pulisic. Yeah, that's what season. I was thinking. I, I saw that stat and I had to Google it just to make sure. Like, if I said it, I wasn't sound dumb because I figured I was like, how did Pulis- how did Pulisic not have like anything close to that? Like, how did he not get at least three? Come on. Yeah. Someone. I could think say, he has more than three yeah, though. To be honest, that is just one. Dumb. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham game. Uh, we don't need. We don't, it was a good game. Close. Close game. Close score. We'll talk about that one in a few minutes. Don't need to discuss that one now. Fuck off. Uh, but a big shocker <laughs> that no one saw coming. Austin Villa versus Liverpool. Yeah. Shout out Ollie freaking Watkins boys. I I can't believe what I was watching. Seven, dude. I don't. Did they did they sign Liverpool? a single defender? They re-signed Tyrone Mings. So. No, and they signed Cash. Is they signed it? Cash. Okay, so with Maddie Cash, Ollie Watkins, and the new goalkeeper, <laughs> they're all of a sudden second. And Ross Barkley. They've conceded. They. And I think they've only they've conceded. They've conceded two goals. It's unreal. That's wait, it. wait, they've only re- wait, they've only conceded two. And fucking real. They've only played three the games. Two. two against. They've the only played Liverpool. three games. It doesn't. They, yeah, that's they've, they've only been scored on by the defending three, three, three games. It doesn't matter that it's only been three games and they've conceded two goals. They've scored a lot. Le- it's nine. Oh, it doesn't matter. Nine. Games. They just two. beat. They just beat goddamn Liverpool. Seven to two. Seven to. If you're not taking this West Ham team seriously. You're out of your fucking mind. Villa for Champions it's, League. Well, you really think, though? Did you guys watch the highlights or anything? I don't think Allison. Yeah, they have three. No, no, no I think the first goal, the first goal is a goalkeeper's okay, fault. Actually, no. Besides that, you mean I honestly don't think it was on the One of them was a deflection. There, I don't think Allison saves those. Dude, the there's three deflection goals, goals and they're all unsavable. Some of those goals were outstanding. Yeah, but Liverpool's still letting up no, all these No, but he should have had a few saves. He would have definitely I had mean, a few uh, saves. Adrian had a pretty... Pretty bad. Um, yeah, but I mean, he might have made one. the first he, or second he one. Most yeah. definitely would not have made that error. So that's one right there. He might have saved another one of those goals, but that's still West Ham beating the mm-hmm. la- the current champions five to two. Villa, 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 Villa. My fault. Oh, Villa. I'm two goals in right now. I can't even lie. Not sponsored by Madrid. <laughs> anyway. Not yet. <laughs> Speaking of ads, Mitello, we're going to take a quick break uh, here. Contact <laughs> a message from our sponsor, <laughs> Anchor.com, and how you can set up your very own podcast. Oh my All God. right, welcome back. Oh. <laughs> welcome back from that short break. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't wait to set up my competing podcast against you guys. Dude, we set up our absolutely. own podcast, and let me tell you, the, this podcast has been so much fun for all of us, just getting to talk about something that we're passionate about week in and week out. It's been a lot of fun. And making fun of our friends' teams. Yes. Oh, also a good pastime. <laughs> that was just a shot at me, and I know yeah, it was. Can we talk about the fact, though? I just want to mention this. We'll move on to the next segment, but that Liverpool team, we don't even need to put this in the podcast, but that Liverpool team rested their first team on Thursday in their game against Arsenal in the Carabao Cup wow. just to play their just to play their fully well-rested f- first team and then go out and lose 7-2. It's, also, have you seen it's so fucking embarrassing. If you're a Liverpool <laughs> you're fucking embarrassed. They had both their entire yeah, starting defense. they were missing Mane, but... United lost bad, but what Liverpool that was shocking. United had anyway, boys. Second segment. Kind of the biggest surprises of the weekend. Um undefeated teams in the Premier League. All that we are left with is Aston Villa. Like we said, eleven goals scored, two conceded. And Everton. It's crazy. Only two undefeated teams. It's This league is, like we said at the beginning of the year, most competitive uh, Premier League in the most recent times, you guys think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you, At the beginning of the season, we we're talking about our predictions. If you were to ask us a month ago, who's going to be top two in one month? We're gonna, no yeah, one's no saying one's saying Villa. 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 Uh, maybe one person could say Everton if you're oh, Everton okay, fan. No chance, dude. Everton like J-Man or something. But I thought I was being Brady. super fucking bold saying they were in sixth place, but oh, I was wrong yeah. too. I don't think anybody yeah, I knew, had I knew in the first place been. after the first month. Okay, I would like to say this. We are only three games in. Well, Everton's so four games. I don't Villa's disagree that they've been good. Or four no, games. Three games. Four games. I don't want to disagree that they haven't been amazing because they on. have. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying at the same time, we still have another what? How many is it? 30, 36? Yeah, 34. Uh, 30, 30. What? Three games in? 35 games. 34, 35. 35 games. Yeah, okay. So 34 games. Oh, that's you're what I was right. Trying to figure out. Oh, that's a long way to go. They play 38. Yeah, it's 38. So we got 34 yeah, yeah. more to go. For three weeks. Uh, just speaking about like Villa and, and uh, Everton and maybe like Leeds and some of the more surprising teams, I am worried about them because I feel like, especially Everton, they might be one injury away from really dropping because without Hamas, they don't have the spark or Calvert Lewin. And same with Villa. <laughs> They were lucky to hold on to Grealish, and if they can stay healthy, I think that Probably they can push for top table. But keep going, yeah, yeah. That I would agree. There's no depth, and Ben Godfrey's a really good signing mm-hmm. for Everton as well. But I, I would 100 percent agree with you, based on just the injuries alone. I mean, you if Everton even loses Richarlison, that's a huge loss for them already. Then nobody that you can bring in off the bench is going to be nearly as good as Richarlison or Calvert Bernard or Hamas or. Whoever. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if they loaned him. Yeah, but he's nowhere good as but I don't think good that's as the thing. I don't think know? they need to rely on Richarlison as much now that they have midfielders of that quality. Because before But that's our point. If they need if they're if those midfielders get hurt. Yeah, but anyway. 
I think they'll be fine. They can, but if they lose two of those, like their key five, six players, then I think they they did lose Allen. I think Hamas is a bigger yeah, loss. Yeah, I think they can hurt. they can lose one or two at like one, maybe two at a time if they have an easy stretch of games. But they they just got to stay healthy. Anyway, in, uh, another in the end. In the end, it's the Premier League, so you really never know what's going to happen. And like you said, we're three or four weeks in, so who knows? But well, they play they play Liverpool next. Oh, Everton does. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Derby. Let's go. That's going to be such a good game. Everton's winning three two. Change my mind. You think? I'm not even going to try to change Wolves, your mind. Leeds versus Wolves too. Leeds versus Wolves. Wow, good games. Yeah, games in a few weeks as well. Yeah, and, and United Newcastle. These are really good Top games. table versus bottom table team. It'll be good. I think Arsenal play Man City right, man. on their first game back. I think so. they do. Too. And Bale's uh, back, dude. I can't wait for two weeks after this international break. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Real quick question for you guys: Which one of these? Which one of these teams is going to stay undefeated the longest? Villa or Everton? Everton. Yeah. Villa play who? Uh, I'm gonna go Villa based Leicester? on who they play. Villa play Leicester, Everton Ooh. play Liverpool. I don't see Liverpool not That's bouncing back. There's no. Yeah, way. I don't know. I mean, last week we said there's no way Villa beats Liverpool. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's hard to guess, but I had to. I'd probably say Everton. I think they're. Yeah, but they've looked way too solid. Mane will be back too, yeah. which is a huge. Money, mm, money. Thiago's back too. Them, so. yeah, 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 just being on the COVID thing, like if teams start getting infected, and luckily for Liverpool, it just seemed like it was one player, but that can really hurt a team for two weeks. If McGuire and... gets COVID, I'm not gonna <laughs> complain right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, boys, moving on to the dreaded segment for two of our pundits. This week was a tough loss for two of these boys. We're going to talk about. Tottenham versus Manchester United. That's why we have Eric here, our Spurs mm-hmm. fan, our, our friend, our Spurs fan. Let's go, Eric, or our local Tottenham correspondent, Eric Best. On you Spurs. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So we gotta, go. we gotta kind of talk about this. Like, obviously, it's a touchy subject for our United boys <laughs> here at pundits, but um, you know, Man United went up in three minutes. It was one nil. And then Tottenham got one, and then two, and then two turned to four, and then four turned okay, to six. But, but I would argue is the second Martial. Got okay, we get we get how it goes, Sam. Okay, you don't have to do. Lamella should have been sent off. He did literally. He used his arm. The reason, okay, the reason Martial got sent off is because he used his hand slash arm as a weapon towards the face slash neck of Lamella. The reason he did that is because Lamella did the same exact shit. Yeah, the thing, the reason they were explaining when I was watching the game that Lamella didn't get red carded is because since no, since he, he was not first. looking at Martial, that they couldn't prove there was intent behind it. Mm-hmm. But, like, <sighs> but it, it, they hit it, him in the chest first and it slid up. So, yeah, it, the thing like, is, it here's the thing of, that pisses me off about that because intent is only taken into consideration for that rule and that rule alone. It's no longer yeah. taking into consideration for even fucking handballs. They got a handball called on the, one of those Tottenham players. He wasn't even looking at it. Every If you're yeah. going in for a slide tackle and you think you're going to hit the ball, but you break the dude's leg, you broke the dude's leg. It doesn't matter what your intent is. You're still going to get the yeah. foul called, and you're still going to get sent off. Intent, the fact that it doesn't matter for that rule is bullshit. 
absolute bullshit, I, but yeah. it doesn't matter for any other rule. Your actions yeah. don't matter. Let me say this. I don't I don't understand how something like that, when you have VAR, how you don't even go and look at it. Because they, they didn't look at it. At all. it. Not once. So I don't understand how a red card like that, it. that completely changes. Every single red card is supposed to be reviewed. How no, are you telling let, me that it's not a clear and obvious They didn't look error. at it. They didn't go. They let the man upstairs just decide and left it. I, left so, it yeah. So that's my first problem with it. My second problem is if you're going to give Martial something. I think if you give Martial one, I can agree that I get why if, he got a red. Yeah. I think you have to give Lamella yeah, the exactly, one. Exactly. I don't they see how you don't. So I think it had to have been even. I think it should have been 10 on 10. I, you know, I but think I think they made the mistake. That that was a big part of the game, but I don't think that a red card with Lamella there or just no red cards in general would have changed the outcome of that game. Yeah, I, I think, don't think it necessarily would have changed the outcome, but it definitely would have had a huge impact on the scoreline. It would not have been. It would yeah, not I have been. I still think as long. soon as that happened – uh, you Everybody shut like, down. Yeah, United was shook, and Tottenham just got back to it faster. Well, they had to go as soon as. Well, I mean, we could get into it, but they had to take off. They had to change their complete formation, and they just yeah. went and sat back. But at the end of the day, like they're missing as their- a neutral like spectator. You got to look at it as like, yeah, Lamella did kind of, you know, like uh, what's the word called? He kind of like he started it, but. At the end of the day, Martial being he's been in the prem for yeah he instigated it. He's been in the prem for what four years now. Oh, yeah, that, so that no, 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 no. Listen, even longer. Listen, listen, listen. They listen. are allowing that. Like, we stop talk. talking as long as you Tom, hit Tom. first and you go down once you get retaliated against. It's okay. Tom, let Will you just let's show him, no, but That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> you would think after four years in the Premier League, coming from France, that. Especially, like, any player should know this. When you play in the Premier League, it is physical. They should know after four years that if you get hit, you don't, like, you don't retaliate. He retaliates. If someone commits a red card offense against you. you you're not supposed to retaliate. That's, you that's what retaliate. the best players do. You don't see Messi going and slapping people in the face because he gets hit. So it's okay Harry if Messi did that no. if he didn't get hit first. That's what you're saying. No. I'm literally saying you're saying like, it's okay. Well, what about Why didn't he get sent off? I agree. It was the red. Players just need to be prepared for it. I don't think Martial should have retaliated. No, oh. my I agree. I I, yeah. I agree with you though, Sam. I think he shouldn't have. But at the same time, how do you? Yeah, not no, go and I'm look not at saying it? it shouldn't be looked at. But I think one thing, regardless of the player. No, I know you're not. They need to not react. It's the whole thing about being yeah. a professional I, I footballer. Agree. I agree that you should not react. I agree that Martial should have been sent off. He committed a red card offense. But why is he not? Why is Lamella not being sent off when he commits the same red card offense that triggered Martial to react? Yeah, I don't know. It's obviously. I just weird. want to speak on this too. And I think, well, first, I think. Bailey or Bailly should have also had a red card for stopping yeah. on Harry Kane's leg. Yeah. So he got lucky there. So he yeah, should have been down to I nine men, that. and it would have been 10 1. Yeah. But um, I think that that Lamella play right there of him falling like that is what Jose wants out of the guys. And he's said it a bunch of times that he wants them to play like cunts, and he doesn't want, he doesn't okay. care what yeah. anyone else thinks about them. Because Mourinho, you, I don't I know. think that that reflects on what Jose, want, Jose wants for the team. I, I don't know if you guys watched. I mean, I'm assuming Eric did, but I don't know how many of Thomas, Michael, VDB. I don't know if you guys watched the Spurs documentary, but he mm-hmm. said, like, there, there's, there's a clip of them in, I think it was probably just after restart or might have been before, but they are in, they're watching film. And he was talking about 
he's talking to son and he's like i know you guys are nice guys you're a nice group but when you're on the field for 90 minutes you need to be bastards like he says mm-hmm. he wants them to be the most annoying like he just wants them to piss off the other team to give themselves some I mean, advantages. I mean, I mean, I get that. Like I, was, like, I played center back, so that was my whole thing. You had to get into the yeah, head. Yeah, you were an asshole, too, dude. Why? I don't understand why the it's on the referees. It's not on Jose. Jose can have his players play however they want, but if they choose to play that way, they should be disciplined the same as every other player on the field. It's just, it's just part of the game. The whole point of doing that is to get that reaction. It's, oh, but Martial got sent off for doing the same thing that Lamella didn't get that's in trouble Diego for doing. That's Diego whole game plan. Oh, yeah. He's just a... piss off the other players <laughs> until they retaliate and get a red card. Why is it a red advantage. card only when you retaliate and not when you start it? Because yeah, he hit him in the face. Lamella used his forearm. Yeah. Okay, boys. We both know both parties are at fault. It's not like that's not the point of this game. The point of this game that we need to look at, and obviously VRR, like we talked it's about last week, for a long time, it's bad officiating. But like, what does this mean for the two teams? Obviously, like if we we all looked at this at the beginning of the season, if you go back to our predictions, we all agreed on Man United finishing in the top five, and I think some of us even had Spurs outside of the top six. We need to kind of look at what this means for both teams because yes, it was probably the most controversial game of the weekend. It was two of the big six playing against each other, and I so I think regardless of the whole Martial Lamella thing, who got red carded, who didn't, who what should have actually happened, we need to talk more about what this means for the teams than what. Actually so I, I agree, but a, a team like United, who we all have top five, losing by a team that we had two, three, maybe four spots below, that's not that big of a deal. I think the only reason we're talking about this game is because of the scoreline. And I think that scoreline was heavily impacted by the incompetent officiating that ha- happened while handling the Lamella Martial situation. So, so after that game, after the Tottenham Manchester United game, in the uh, interview with Jose Mourinho, interviewer asked him about the Lamella incident. Mourinho responds with, if there's anyone that cannot complain about VAR, it's Manchester United. See, no, I disagree because every time VAR has looked at Manchester United, it's been a penalty. So yeah, they they're in the box a lot more, and they get fouled in the box a lot more, and they trigger more VAR reviews. The VAR is right. Why isn't the VAR looking at this? It's a clear and obvious mistake because he didn't. The referee just either didn't see or was complicit when he saw Lamella slash Martial in the neck using his arm as a weapon. Just a red card offense. I think if United lose this game 2-1, it's not as big of a deal. It's still an issue. And I also don't think the defense would have played as bad if that situation didn't happen. Well, they already gave up two shit goals because of Maguire. On the, the yeah, first a lot of the goals. I still think we'd be talking about Maguire having a shitter, but it wouldn't be we need to strip him of him being a captain. I don't think that discussion would be going on. I think we should. I think we should take a look at each team. So, what is what does this loss for United mean? Like, is there things that are underneath? Yeah. What is going so, on behind the doors yeah. on the field? Manager, so, everything like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, I, I'd like to say something about that. I think, and I know we've talked about it. You know, I it, it was it was hard to to watch. I think what's even harder is that I think. Ali has to take some of the blame for it, which he does because yep. he's the manager. That's what you're supposed to do in losses like this. But I'm sick and tired as a United fan having to 
sack a manager that a majority of the fans like. Personally, I love Ali. I think he's great for United. I think the players love him. I think a majority of the fans love him. But the board and the the owners are throwing him under the bus by not going after the top targets that he wanted. Um, I think he said multiple times, not that this would matter, but I think he wanted Sancho. They didn't get him Sancho. Um, and it's been like that for years since Fergie retired, where they went and they didn't get who the managers wanted. So they don't even have a director of football. They have a CEO who's known for doing advertisements and all the endorsement deals with Adidas and whoever else like that in charge of the football side of things for United. So that's where I think a majority of their problems lie. They don't have a director of football and they have somebody running the club who doesn't know what they're doing when it comes to signings. I agree with that, but I also wonder how many defenders Silkshire was looking at. Well, we Quite only, a few, well, who? from my understanding. Because I, I only heard Alexis Tellers. That was the only real, real... No, Upa McConnell, like, they were looking at Pa Torres, they were looking at multiple looking different at center backs. Diaz before I mean, yeah, they were Ruben looking Diaz at them, before City City real, like, substance. It didn't look like a deal was ever even close. Because they don't have a director of football. That's the problem with United. They don't have anybody looking to improve the squad. They're looking at people to help with advertisement and shit like that. That's why United's not looking any better because they have someone who's not signing players for the manager. The manager comes in, gets a, a backing for the first transfer window, gets to Champions League football back. They don't get backed in the following transfer window, and then they get sacked. Do you really think Solskjaer is going to go in and say, yeah, I want a 33-year-old Cavani as my deadline day signing along with Alex Tellez? No, he's been saying since August when they had a deal struck with Dortmund before they went back and tried to change the fee when the whole thing went down and collapsed. They had a, a, a fee agreed, and then Wedward went back and said, no, actually, I think we want $20 million less. And that's when all of this happened. Yeah, and that's why I, they're not being signed because that. they have somebody – in charge, they have somebody in charge who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to stuff like this. Which is yeah, I agree with problem. you that they're they're signing players based on how much they think they can sell shirts and shit like that. But I, I also I have to question how much Ollie was looking at defenders because Jordan Sancho is not going to come even close to fixing the problems that are at United. It's the defense Aiden. and it's the whole defense, and that was apparent against Tottenham. But also. I, I would disagree. I think it's the whole both the center backs and Shaw. I don't think oh, Wan you're Bissaka right. No, you're right. Game. You're right. Wan Bissaka did not have a bad game, but you have seventy five percent of your defense. I think Alex. Shit. Well, I don't want a hundred and forty million dollars striker. I want defenders. You need defenders. But also, yeah. Do you need that good of a defense of your score in five goals a game? No, which is my point. How do you not go and have sign a 19-year-old a Jane Sancho who's going to be the poster boy for that Man United team for the next decade for $120 million when nobody else can sign him when next year all this coronavirus stuff might be over and multiple big clubs, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern what are going to go what for teams him. Have How do you not do it now? How international do... success without a solid defense? I mean, I... Real Madrid, no, they, they, they did it when they did it. They did it when when they won the when Barcelona won the treble back in 2014. They definitely had Neymar, Messi, and Torres, and, and they just scored more than everybody defense. else. But they had a good defense. No, no you but need the defense because it doesn't matter how many as... goals you can score. If one team shuts you down, you're fucked. These good teams in the round of 16 of the Champions League or any top three team in the Premier League or any league in Europe, they're going to shut you down if you don't have a good defense. It doesn't matter how good your forwards are. If they have a better defense than you, they're still going to score more goals. 
you can't you can't compete at the top level without a solid defense. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be fantastic. It just has to be solid. Well, then how are they the third best defense in the league last year? I was going to say, I don't... Their defense isn't bad. They had a shit game. Lindelof needs to go. Lindelof. I think Maguire should not game. be the number one. You guys need to find someone that can mentor Maguire. I, one thing that I've always noticed, being a whole fan, watching him before, he was actually, like, good. Like, obviously, he was always good, but not... He wasn't worth the 70 million pounds when I was watching No, him. nowhere near. One thing he always did, no matter what it was first year like championship or in the premier league when he was playing at hull he likes to carry the ball so far forward and he's not a center midfielder people know how to read passes he's making 40 yard passes he gets caught up the field trying to win the ball back half the time and he's lazy he needs yeah. someone make a good that point is there older Let me say more can show him how to be an actual center back yeah, you make you make a well, good point I, there. I, Patrice Everett was making the same point, saying that uh, we keep trying to have McGuire be like the lead of that center back pairing. Patrice Everett said that he wants him out of the squad, but I think Sam, you're right. He can't be that main guy. We need somebody else to be able to mentor him. I think you make a really good point I, there. I need to go look at this. I'm not. Let me. I would like to see who his World Cup uh, partner, center back partner, was for. It's probably Gary Cahill, Sam. All right, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I think that this all kind of revolves around, I don't see that United has a leader, whether it's their think, manager or on the field. When they go down, everybody's heads go down, so, including Paul Vez. Yeah, I think and, I, I would disagree with you. Um, I think Maguire should not be captain at all. Hmm. Um, I think it should be Bruno, especially based on what I saw um, a lot of people say. So I, I'm sure – I think Drew sent it in a group chat this morning, but about how Bruno got subbed off at half because he had a bust up with Maguire saying he wasn't good enough. And there was one picture that I saw no. specifically when Martial got his red card, Maguire was standing at least 10 away from away. everybody else. How do you How not, you as not your team captain, face, go in the referee's face as your team captain? Yeah, no. Whereas you have Bruno, you have Rashford, you have everybody, all the attackers running back. Obviously, it was off a corner, but so everyone's you have all those people happened. back, all up. Everybody was there. How do you not have your team captain up there backing, yeah. backing you up? No, you, he it's not okay. He should, he should be he, getting he should be a the yellow first card person at least. There. If, he, if he he's that upset about there. that call, he should be getting a card possibly too. He doesn't give a fuck. That's the thing. Whereas you have Bruno, he yelled in the uh, the Europa League semifinals. He yelled at Lindelof. Now he's yelled at Maguire. Yeah. You have you have somebody there who should be the captain, who cares more, and is going to be there to back you up in scenarios like that. I don't want someone as my team captain standing 10, 15 yards away mm-hmm. watching it happen, not giving a fuck. Yep, no, I agree team captain you. should be the most passionate person on the field. I mean, and that's with Bruno. the leadership position, I, yep. and he'd be passionate about it, and Bruno is passionate. He yells at people when they need to be yelled at, and he doesn't stand down, and that's... He's got the the leadership quality, and it should not be Maguire, and I think after that game, he should have been stripped, and I think as much as I love I love Ali, he... It's not okay that Maguire's still the captain and that nothing's happened with it. Hmm. I agree. You'll know this. Uh, was Bruno captain at where was he sporting? Yes. Yep. yep. At sporting, okay. he was. Okay. So I know we've talked a lot about United, but I'd like to, I would personally like to talk about Tottenham because I would they also. played really well. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think they played to, really well. I'm, I just want to find this one last thing. I want to double check. So I looked at the Croatia versus 
England game. And the center back partnership, he's been he played with John Stones that whole tournament. Well and I don't I think John Stones might be twenty seven, but that's not it's not older than Maguire. Well he is. It is. Maguire's twenty five. John or that is older by one year. They're one year apart. That just meant by not much. That's odd, but I, I think I mean John Stones was very good at Everton. Hasn't been as good at City, but I they just need to find someone that can. They need like a Upa McConnell. They need like a uh, no, Lindelof and Bay need to go. Yeah, yes, yes. They need someone older that is going to. Yes, yeah. You can make a young center back signing, but they also need someone that if they want Maguire to be. A solution for the future. I don't want McGuire to be a yeah, solution. Okay, okay, shut your face. Well, that's not probably going to happen. If you got, it's not going to. Yeah, happen. you guys aren't going to spend go, too much money on him. Do you want to? You're going. You're like stuck City? with him. Do you want to be like City spending five hundred million on defenders? You need to make McGuire yes, work because I would show love that. I would love if United spent five hundred. Yes, I know you would. Uh, United has spent three hundred seventy-five million dollars uh, or pounds or dollars on defenders since uh, Fergie left. That's like yeah, they spent seventy months. fucking million on McGuire. They're overspending. Yeah. McGuire, yeah. you can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him. What yeah. are you gonna do? Sell him for half that? What team's gonna pay yes. seven mil, seventy mil for him? No one. No one's gonna pay the same price because they knew that you guys the, fucked up when you bought he's, him. He's inconsistent, and I don't think it helps the fact that the players around him also aren't consistent. He needs someone in there, regardless. Sure, VDB, you can get Upa Makano. But I think getting someone that is older than him and will be able to show their experience and groom him to actually be a leader will teach him to be a better player. Because right now he's a little erratic and he doesn't really see Yeah, he's, he's like panicky. Well, that comes down to the coaching, too. There is no defensive structure, which also comes down to Solskjaer, which isn't okay. There is no defensive structure in that game. None. Mm-hmm. None. But... Well, yeah, like when it Either way. when it comes to Arsenal, I'll bring this in as, as an example. A lot of people ask why Arteta would sign David Luiz to a, a contract extension when he does make mistakes like he does. But David Luiz is one of the most experienced Premier League center backs in the league. Um, yep. I mean, the dude played for Chelsea. He's won. He's won before. Yep. Dude's international level insane. He has that experience that the players around him need, that players like Gabriel, the new uh, signing, Saka on the side needs uh, Bellerin. It's it's what you need in there. You need that. You need that experience. So before I, I'd like to move on to Tottenham because oh, I can. feel like we're yeah. just oh yeah I know I, but, I realize that we've tried to do that five minutes yeah. Ago. But so let me let me just say this. I don't think you need to sign somebody to be able to do that. Why don't you bring in like a Rio Ferdinand or somebody who has experience on to on the coaching yeah. staff. You don't have to go and spend forty million on a thirty-three-year-old center back, which I know United would fucking do because yeah. yet again yeah. they don't have a director of football. Mm-hmm. Why well, I don't understand? Like you bring bring somebody into the coaching staff. I, that that's a simple solution. Yeah, it's not an expensive solution, but it's a simple solution that'll help you get some defensive structure without having to go add more players. United need a young core of p- people who can play now that can win you games. Upa Meccano, Pa Torres, who who else should we say? Uh, Ruben Diaz, somebody of that, you know, that caliber who can come in and play, but then you have somebody coaching them in the way that's not playing yeah. at the same time. Anyway, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of problems defensively, but Sancho is also going to be a great option. But I think we need to talk about the positives that Tottenham 
take from this game. They were very good. They were the very, very Sun good. combination is fucked up, man. Sun is also, crazy. Up. Sun wasn't even supposed to play. I know. So it's just the fact he that had a hamstring he, injury, but it did not look like it. No, he probably didn't. But like he was probably like in reality, like the Jose would have loved to sit him for a game or two more. But he played him, and oh my god, when Sun and Kane are working, yeah, it's crazy. Kane, shout out Harry Kane's awareness on that uh, Maguire fouled him. Yeah, that was that was up. impressive. That was phenomenal. The perfect, the most perfect through ball I've ever seen. Just. On a platter. He has, what, six assists now? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a handful of goals. He's going off. Yeah, four, three or four. Harry I, think, I think this all revolves around Jose. And, like, we, going into the game, Tottenham had a lot of excuses to lose this game. It was our fourth yeah. game in eight days. Seven days. Seven, eight days yeah. from Sunday to Sunday. And Absolutely. they had been tired, and Sun had an injury, but they played them. We had our quote-unquote backups in, Surge in. Mm-hmm. But, and Dombele? I mean, I and Dombele was so well. He, and I think, it, I think it really does all come down to Mourinho. And I think that I agree. Tottenham, or Tottenham is being pushed by him and that he is not allowing anything there. Yeah. Any any BS going on there and he wants them to win every single game. And I think that this is probably one of the most talented squads that he's had because he brought that Manchester United team that was definitely not as it's not as not not as talented to second. So I'm really excited to see what and they I think they won Europa League League that year. And this is without bail. And Yeah. yeah, this is without bail and we've got our we got another striker, and I think that Daniel Levy is really believing in Jose, and they there's just a lot of great stuff going. Yeah, on I think going off what Eric said, I think another thing, kind of referring to the documentary, Jose blatantly calls out Deli Ali all the time, and I think that he gave him chances, and now, like Deli Ali was a guaranteed starter in Poch's Tottenham squad from day one. And I doubt you. I doubt you. He trains differently under Jose. I bet he did this the whole time. And I bet all of the Tottenham players are like pushing themselves and training all that because they're seeing someone like Deli Ali, who was one of the most high-profile players in the Prem. I'm not going to say one of the best because he's inconsistent. One of the most high-profile. Mm-hmm. And Jose had no problem saying, "You're not training well. You're not focused." Leaves him out the squad, puts him on the bench, subs him on in what like the 80th minute. He so he just yeah. he just shows no disregard or no regard for their uh-huh. history. He wants them performing now, doing what he wants, so they can strive forward. So I think he's doing a really good job of just saying like, just because you're a big name isn't going to get you places. You need to work, and I think we're mm-hmm. seeing that especially with the example of Deli Ali. So I think it's just a whole attitude. So it and I think the new transfers that we brought in, especially for our outside backs. Regular, extremely, extremely no, no. good, and I was I was extremely impressed with Serge, and I know I probably said that I wanted him gone. You did that he wanted to leave or whatever, but bro, that he I, I think, think he's a good backup. The goal he scored, I, he, he like played so well, and I think it's because we have Daherty who came in take took his spot, and I think all these new guys are coming in under Jose, and he's like, hey, look, I'm bringing these guys in. What, like, show what me something. Spot. People who were here, show me something. What can you guys do? Show me something. I think 
Serge has stepped up, I think, and then Bele stepped up, and I don't think Deli Ali has stepped up. I think that's what United want to do as well. Um, I think that's why they brought in Alex Tellez, because they want there to be competition between players, which I think is what all clubs need. So I think it's really impressive from Tottenham to come in and buy like these players that are like, you need to compete for your spot, which I think makes teams play better. Yeah. I mean, Gareth Bale is going to slot in, but I think especially they just signed Vinicius from Benfica. They have Gareth yeah, Bale coming in. Why, dude, they can, like, they're going to, they have options. Before mm-hmm. we were talking about how, like, lacking Spurs were, they've signed two outside backs. They have a plethora of a backup striker they have now. So many center midfielders. And Hoiberg was phenomenal. He was, was really good. Was he was taking really passes, good. taking everything. And he had that great pass to Serge where he scored. And I think he's really settled in, which has been great. Yeah. He, is, uh-huh. he has been very impressive. Tottenham look very good. I, they have options in any formation. Bale can play it. Like Bale and Son both can play out wide, up the middle, striker. It. They just have options. And with. And Dombele now playing well, and apparently he wanted to leave, but he must be doing something right, and him and Jose must have figured it out. Spurs mm-hmm. are looking; they're they're going to do better than we they thought. I think um, Harry Redknapp said that they he's their favorite to push for the title this season. Wow, bold, but I don't I think, know if I agree with that. But I think I, I'm calling they, it top four now. As much as I didn't, I think they're going to get top four. I again though it's only three three four weeks in. But it's, the it's thing is, I'm say. not even going. They they have two yeah. wins, a draw, and a loss, don't they? Or yeah, yeah. I don't. Two wins, a draw, and a loss. They, they, win against Newcastle. they don't have that good of a record. It's the attitude and the positive mm-hmm. they're taking. They've lost yeah. games as a team, like collectively this season already. They've lost, they've lost a game. No, in whether it be cup or something, they've lost more than just one. No, they haven't. No, they lost all. one game. They lost, they lost, they lost game. to Everton, and then they've tied once. And then they've they had like four in the, in the cup and everything. Yeah, yeah, they won everything else. And but they, and, just yeah. I just want to talk about Wait. That. Chelsea. Yeah, they beat Chelsea and the Chelsea uh, Tottenham game. We looked like we just sat back for like sixty-five minutes, and then with the last sub that we came on. We just pushed for that last goal. And I think that's yeah. the difference between Poch and Jose is that Jose is fine sitting back and not attacking and pressing all the time. And that can keep us in games where we have four games in a week. Yeah. yeah. And I was just, I was so yeah. impressed. And then to win those penalties like we did, going down to the last one. You have Harry Kane taking penalties on your team. You're probably going to be fine. It was a great penalty shootout, though. It was. Yeah, Spurs are looking like yeah, a whole new team. Whole new team. I think honestly, I, though, I think like, Harry Kane is different this year because I think he. Looks, I think Jose got something. I think he's playing more of a different role. Coochie man, he looks like he's top, I'm just he looks different. Like, he is. He looks getting the ball more, okay. and I think that's. That's amazing. No, you can it just, looks like they're pit. Go ahead. No, you can just tell that Jose has had an effect on, honestly, all the players. And even players like Delali, like that example you're talking about, how he's just straight up told him what's up. But you can see as a whole, and I feel like I'm, I'm watching a different Spurs team than I have in the past. Mm-hmm. This is a Spurs team that we've seen struggle to find like 
in identity for the last few years. I mean, they made it the Champions League final two years ago, but that's honestly one of the highlights of the last two years. If it was low key right yeah. off, of, it was a, it was off of a but miracle too. It's it's mm-hmm. teams like that that have been struggling for so many years that creating a culture that Mourinho is building. It's what they need, and you can see it. You can see it in the players. You can see it in the gameplay. It's exactly what they need. Eric, how do you think Tottenham's going to do? What do you see for the rest of the season? I think I I think there's got to be a trophy in there somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's one of the English Cups or Europa League. Looking at our Europa League draw, we shouldn't lose any of those games. And I just I'm just excited to see how many games we can win. I'm really I'm. I'm just very excited for the season. Bale coming uh, back. I'd like to keep going. Uh, yeah, with Bale coming back, and we just seem like we're clicking right now. So that's why I'm like, with this break coming up next week, I'm like, I don't get to watch them for a while, which is yeah, sad, it's unfortunate because you're doing yeah. so good. You want to see your team win when they're winning. I feel the same way. Arsenal's doing pretty damn good right now. It's so fun to watch them play. Haven't had mm-hmm. this much enjoyment for a while. I mean, restart was good. But yeah, Nick, you guys want to say? Yeah, I think um, I just wanted to hop in about the Harry Kane thing real quick. I think one thing that I've noticed is that they, um, instead of trying to, I don't know how to explain it. It looks like they're playing through Harry Kane instead of playing around him and trying to get him the ball, if that makes sense. I think the best, like VDB, like you said, around him, Tottenham didn't really play to Kane or through Kane. They played at him. Yeah. When you watched them towards, like, their bad streak at the beginning of last season, they would just try and force the ball into Harry Kane. Well, that's my point. Yeah, they're not like playing around him. It was more at him, is what I'm trying to like. It was just. I well, think it's that, the same thing. That's what I meant. I meant they're like they're playing everybody. They're playing the ball. Yeah. yeah watch out, Sam. Yeah, I just like you can just tell. You can just tell what they're, what they're trying to do, and with Jose too, he, he looks more of like a center forward than an all out striker where he's getting mm. those assists and he's more, he looks like he's more creative and being able to get the ball to other people instead of taking those chances himself, even though he is scoring too. Yeah. It looks like he's, he's elevating everybody else around him by being able to and pass the ball more. And his it, yeah. 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 Even yeah. though it's only three games in, he does have double the assists of anyone else mm-hmm. in the Premier League right now. Yes. Six. He looks. And even looking at the, the qualifying games we've had, we were down one nil. I don't even. I don't even know what team it was, but we had to bring him on, and it's just instant with him. And everybody, I think he's a huge he's leader of the team. Class. He really is, and he's one of the, he's one of the best forwards in the world. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has just been playing so so well, and this team's exciting, dude. It's crazy. And we're still getting Bale. Yeah, Dude, he's, Bale, he's got Bale. That's he looks so gassed up on the bench every time it like cuts to him. I know. So That's exciting. I think you guys are, yeah. I can't wait to see Gareth Bale play again, regardless of what team he's on. I'm just excited he's back. Mm-hmm. So it will be an interesting time when we get back from the break. It's international break, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially for these two teams that we've been talking about. Yeah, Kane oh. is at three goals and six assists in four games. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, four I mean, of those assists were what? His son? But mm-hmm. yeah. Still, I mean, that's still. His son's nice. got six scores, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's, six goals. he's tied Gosh. top goal scorer, and he's only scored in two games. <laughs> so. There's a lot of goals this season. There's a lot yeah. of goals. It's crazy. I think I counted that. They were at like 40 goals this last week. And what was the. They broke their record like the opening week or something. They were definitely close to this week. But. Yeah. Yeah, moving on. So, next segment, deadline day, surprises, news. It was, I'd say it was pretty eventful today. I mean, especially for our teams, Nick, Thomas, me, you know, it was it was good. I mean, I'd say a lot of transfers, big transfers have happened in the last few weeks. For some reason, it seemed to be the Manchester United Arsenal party today, but, you know, that's just <laughs> how it is. Party. Yeah, literal party. Thomas Party. As, yes, Madrid. Thomas Party. I'm not gonna lie. I called this three weeks ago you in did. our sixth episode. Uh, I said Torreira was gonna go to Let It Go, and that party would go to Arsenal. And did he go to Let It Go? I now. thought they triggered. Yeah, the he went. He went on a loan though. They didn't. It wasn't okay. a swap plus cash. It was just a. It was just a loan. Yeah, yeah they triggered his buyout the and buyout. then send him on loan. Crazy dude. Great. Yeah, but from Arteta. It's a hell of a signing. Oh, I'm so excited. It's exactly it's the missing puzzle piece that Arsenal have needed. Jaka can get while. the hell out of that midfield, bro. <laughs> ah, Jaka needs to stay in there, You're dude. Jaka Ceballos party. That's my it's I, been that's working. my ideal. Dude, Jaka is such an essential piece right now. He's been playing he, really well. Jaka understands what Arteta wants. And that's the thing. They get along so well and Jaka, I mean He's not a party. He's no party, which is exactly why you go out and get him. But he's been able to hold the fort down as best as he can. And he knows yeah. what he's doing. And I think he belongs this. He belongs in the lineup for now, unless he's a fan they favorite. Move, make moves. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. That team's going to be fun to watch, especially with that addition in midfield because party oh, yeah. can do both. He pushes the ball forward really well, but also just he is, he just controls the midfield. So I think you guys have a good set of three different style midfielders all going to be working together. I think it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Very mm-hmm. excited. And then uh, Nick Thomas, you guys want to talk about Cavani or Tellez? Yeah. Um, I think Cavani, I mean, they're paying him 250 k a week, but I think it's I, – I don't care as long as I don't have to see a Gallo play another game. Dude. To be quite honest <laughs> with you. Cavani so bad, dude. Goals. He looks like – Cavani, Cavani, I think is exactly what they needed. Um, when you guys were talking about like an older person to help with McGuire or whatever, I think that's exactly what Rashford, Martial, and uh, Greenwood need. Um, and I think Cavani is a really good signing. And quite like I said, as long as I don't have to see a Gallo play, I don't care who they bring in. Yeah, yeah. I don't care and as Ellis much about too. Cavani. I'm more excited for Alex Tellez. I think it's exciting to see what he'll be able to do uh, at United and what he's going to turn into in a few years. Yeah, let me just kind of run this by for you guys, just so you're aware of how prolific he has been. I know you like it's Liga and Serie A are the only two leagues he's been in. He scored 52 and 69 games for Napoli. In 200 games, he scored almost 140 goals for PSG. The dude just scores goals. He's 33, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know how long that contract's for. But he's got another. It's a year with an dude. extra with an option for. Okay, another. he's got. A year of goal scoring. I think you guys can yeah, 15 in all competitions easily. Because I know they're going to primarily probably use him in the FA Cup. Maybe they put him in. Well, they'll need him next week. Yeah. 
with a fucking Marshall injury or a red card. Yeah, so red I mean, yeah. oh, that that could be fun. Rashford on the left, Edison Cavani in it right at number nine, and then freaking Greenwood in the middle or on the right, and then Bruno behind. Yeah, it's kind of what it's looking like. Dude, I don't know why you're Cavani is a proven goal scorer. He's gonna get you goals. I think I, I I think it's a good sign. I think short-term be, solution. That's all it is. It's a short-term solution. And when Marsh, Martial just training with Cavani, who's probably been one of the most prolific strikers over the past five years, it's going to be good for him. I still think United are going to to get to get Sancho, whether it's in January and the summer. Sancho's not a number and nine, I think, though. So, I well, let me get to my point. I think Cavani will be good for now. I think when they get Sancho, then that'll be able to have the option for Greenwood to learn under Cavani and then move him to a center forward. Mm-hmm. So then in the next season or two, when they don't re-sign Cavani, then they can move Greenwood to that number What nine. are they going to do? With, so how? what do you think is going to happen with Martial, Rashford, Greenwood? Because they can all wing. They're all wingers or strikers. It's They're going to keep playing how they're playing. And then Cavani and Martial will be... Switch or whatever. Someone's gonna get. I think one of those three is gonna get pushed out if they sign Sancho. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it's gonna be Greenwood, and it should be Greenwood. But and you guys you, might have a serious tell. problem. You think Greenwood should be pushed out by Sancho. Yes. Hmm. Well, yeah. Without a doubt. Sancho Damn. needs to play, but I think you guys are gonna start to see some problems if you don't figure out. Everything. But this comes back to the whole thing. That's how it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be competition. Yeah. For positions. That's exactly how, that we were just yeah, saying that with Tottenham. So how is it any but different? Also a player like I could definitely see Martial instead of being like, oh, it's competition, pack up like I'm gonna pack my bags and get out of here. You're not yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. Leave. Let him hmm. leave. I don't care. No, I guess we're gonna have to see what happens when yeah, that time comes. I think it's a if, thing. if they even end up getting Sancho, who knows? Yeah, right? I disagree. I, I think know, you could be spending money on other parts of the team and it would do a lot better than spending it up there. Yeah, yeah, break that. Yeah, break that 120 million dollars up so and buy. Throw it in our defense, man. Right? Buy three new yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll give a so fuck about Sancho. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> who knows? So we're four weeks into this prem season. We've hit our first international break, and this is something that I wanted to do. Just go over our rankings for the first three, four weeks of the season. I'll just go through, kind of ask you guys each. I think. Probably like, go I one think, person for each. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think maybe actually what we do is we make it like kind of a quick fire thing. That's what I was gonna do. So Michael just asked everyone the five questions and yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was getting into describing that so you guys okay. would understand. What Let's I was gotta planning. stop interrupting. Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Okay, so where do I, I, do I where do I pick up? Where was I? Where was I interrupted by this? Quick fire. Hey, this segment. Blah 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 blah. Tom. Oh, okay. Thank you for the clarification. Then. <laughs> Uh, Thomas can just. This all started because Sam interrupted. Shut the fuck up, B2B. <laughs> just go suck Sancho's cock some more, man. Okay, so I'll just ask one of you guys uh, one of the questions. I'm not going to fix his problems. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead, Michael. No, I'm, just, I'm just laughing. I was waiting for Sam to interrupt me again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll just go through these questions, ask you guys. Uh, let me know what you think. So, after these first four weeks, who is the best team, Thomas? The the best team. Best team in those last four weeks. First four weeks of the Prem. Everton. 
Everton. Everton. hundred percent. I mean, you're, t- you're taking a team oh. that finished 12th last season and we're currently their first in the Premier League and one of two teams that are undefeated with the signings they've made and the squad that they've built and the culture that they've created at Everton. I genuinely believe that they will finish top four. Oh, I, I mean, I, I'm a little iffy on the top four thing, but I definitely agree that they're the best team. Okay, best player in those last four weeks. Nick? Uh, the past four weeks? Yeah, past four weeks. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Harry Kane. Yeah? I think, yeah, I think what he's been able to do by upping his game, he's not just an all-out goal scorer now. He's able to provide assists and add that creative that creativity to a Tottenham team that didn't really have it, I think is huge for them. So I'd say Harry Kane. Yeah, no, definitely not a bad choice at all. Best manager though in these last four weeks. Eric? Um, I think there's a couple shouts. I think uh Angelotti from Everton. Oh, absolutely. Um Oh shoot! You're gonna have to cut this out. What's the dude's name from Leeds? Bielsa, Marcel Bielsa. Bielsa. Yeah, just pretend yeah. like you knew it. Bielsa from Leeds. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, they both have been bringing the teams up to places that we re- really didn't think that they were gonna be at at this point. Oh yeah, especially this early. And Everton's undefeated. Ancelotti's looking good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's his second year. He's a good manager historically. So. And of course, Mourinho. Oh, yeah. Mourinho. I I throw it into. I I throw that into. Ah. I would throw in the Villa manager real quick as well. Oh, yes. I forget his Villa name. manager. Yes. Mr. Villa True. manager. Yes. Okay. Bounce back team. I'll go with this one. Ooh. I'll go Everton. I mean, like Tom just said, they start, they finished 12th, and they're undefeated right now, and they have Liverpool. Or, oh, bounce back team could be Villa too. I, Villa. Both undefeated teams are bounce back teams, which is insane in my mind. You'd expect the undefeated teams to be Liverpool mm-hmm. or, you know. Close team. Okay. Struggling team. Sam, what do you think? I don't know how many people will agree with this, but I think one team that should not be anywhere close to the position they're in is City. They've played three games, one win, one tie, one loss, six goals um, scored, seven conceded. They're on four points. This team was like this year, like going into it, People were saying, oh, Laporte's healthy. They got Ruben Diaz. Like it was, people were saying they're going to repeat the century and reclaim the Premier League, and they're sitting down in 14th place. It's not not looking good for City. City need to figure something out. Yeah, it's a rough time to be a Manchester fan. Either mm, or. Yeah. He's 14th and 16th. And give, wait, are both those teams at three games? Yeah. Only? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so give that. But I mean, let's just say this: if Manchester United had one more game and they happen to win it, they'd only be in like eleventh. So, you know, that's it's, that. Uh, yeah, it's not. I don't know. I think City are the struggling team. I don't know, like Pep Guardiola, great manager and all, but something is no, going they on. They, be, they should not be doing that. Too much. I mean, that Leicester loss was embarrassing. Leicester was. are ridiculous. They're especially considering Leicester went on the next week to lose to West Ham three 0 Yeah, Leicester is crazy. You never know what's going to happen. Dude, it, they're Leicester, dude. they're either flying high, putting yeah, six the most unpredictable, or they're just like they'll just lay down and lose two 0 to like Fulham. That's what'll yeah, happen honestly. next, boys. Or tie one one with Leeds. <laughs> It's just what happens. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, if anyone else has anything else to say about Manchester United, Tottenham, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, otherwise, we all good here? 
Yeah, I think we're done. I mean, it was a great week to recap. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And yeah. Oh, for sure. We could have made this episode at least another hour. If oh, yeah. To. If you guys want to continue had- the conversation, you guys can tweet at the Pundits Podcast on Twitter. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to see and hear. But other than that, you guys have a good rest of your day. And thanks for listening to the Pundits Podcast. See you next time.